Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent Disney bride Giselle Quagliato about her wishes wedding at the American Adventure Rotunda in Epcot. And I thought you guys would love to hear about how she planned the ceremony and the reception and how everything turned out. Welcome, Giselle. Hey, Carrie, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> well, I'd love to start at the beginning and find out how you two decided that you wanted to be married at Walt Disney World. Oh, my God. This is super interesting because we're, we met in Miami. Actually, just so everybody knows, we met at a kickball game. I don't know if people still do that, but we did. <laughs> um, and we met in Miami and his family, he's born and raised in Miami. And um, it was kind of like, a no-brainer just to do a Florida wedding because we are, you know, Miamians, right? And then we started the planning process of a Miami wedding. But the thing is that we live in California. So the procurement of the vendors and like, you know, just getting the venue and people to actually take you seriously because you're in California was kind of a hassle. and It was taking more time than I wanted to take. So one day... Out of the blue, I come in after work, and he's like, yeah, I've been kind of searching Disney weddings after I turned it down. And I'm like, okay, that's perfect. <laughs> that, I love that idea. That's why I proposed it in the beginning. Because honestly, I wanted it to be a Disney wedding. It's just that his parents at the beginning were like, oh, my God, Disney, really? But those are the people that after your wedding's over and done, three days later, they're wearing a Mickey shirt. So, <laughs> so that's what happened. So that's pretty much in, in essence how we decided um, on a Disney wedding. We love Disney. We were DVC owners, but really Disney didn't speak to him in a wedding wise way. And then after he realized that Disney was just one vendor, for, like it, it was just like one stop shop, then he was like, yeah, let's just go with Disney. Okay. That's great. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? Oh my God, this is, this is, an, I, I'm telling you, like the, the process was like super funny because originally I didn't want anything big. I wanted to go to the city hall in San Francisco. I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but the city hall in San Francisco is beautiful. And I just wanted to go to the city and like have like a photographer and whatever. And he was like against it, like hard. So he wanted a big party. So with that premise, when we decided on Disney, we, we, you know, decided, okay, so we, we want a place where we want, like, a huge party. And we looked everywhere, honestly. We originally, I was like, yeah, let's do, like, a morning kind of, like, wedding. It's going to be pretty. Let's, and we, <laughs> I look at the croquet lawn, and he was like, what the hell is this? No way. <laughs> um, and then And then Disney being the great salesperson that Disney is, they sent him the pavilion rotunda 
combination. And he actually was the one that said, you know what? I don't care what you say. This is what we're doing. And he was the one that got convinced before me. And then I was like, okay, then sure, I'll do it. Later on, we, we realized and, and they notified us that the pavilion was going to go on um, renovation. So it was a bigger selling point because it was going to be a brand new venue with brand new Imagineering. So, so essentially, that's why he decided on that. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's great that he was so interested in the whole event. Yeah. Um, sometimes you don't realize that your fiance has opinion in terms of like what he wants and how he wants it to be led most of the times by by the girl but he was he was in into it we had um diane bowen as our consultant and he was the one that actually asked her to to send all the information so yeah he was the one who led that part interesting okay so then how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be oh my family was ecstatic my family was like yeah we know it's so giselle it's it's so you my closest family has been Divisie owners for like forever. So, you know, it, it was a no brainer for them. And the extended family that didn't have, you know, Divisie, but they still like Disney is a, it's like a tradition in Puerto Rico. People just love Disney. And then for his family, it was more like Disney, really? Mm-hmm. But then after the process and everything, you start to evangelize Disney. I, I, I honestly think I'm a minister of the Disney church. and people kind of like got into it after the after the save the dates were sent and the 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 website was up and all that people got into it and started asking i i made sure that i sent out enough information for people to be well organized and to know where they're going to be and that disney's just not for little kids so, so after that, and after everybody started reading the information on the website and everything, I think that people got more into it. But at the beginning it was like, really? <laughs> Honestly? Can you pick like a, a winery in California? <laughs> now, how many guests did you invite and how many made the trip? Okay, so we invited 150 guests and that included kids. We included people that had kids under 16 that didn't count as an adult and then we had 108 adults and seven children so it was 115 so we had a good turnout are most of them from the florida area or did you have an equal mix of people on the east and west coast no no we had people i'm puerto rican half cuban half puerto rican michael's half dominican half italian so we had people from everywhere. We had people traveling we, from from everywhere in the world, from the Dominican Republic, from Puerto Rico. Um, we had people from Antigua. We had, we had people from everywhere, all over the U.S. People were actually really willing to come. I honestly didn't think that my turnout was going to be so big. And I actually was worried because I had a minimum of, of adults to cover for the rotunda. Right. Yes. Yeah. So did you guys have a theme for your wedding? This was kind of a, not a battle with my planner, but my planner was always telling me like, you're kind of like the anti-Disney bride because I didn't really want a princessy wedding. I didn't want character, like, this is ironic because I had Mickey and Minnie in my wedding, but I didn't want characters. I didn't want anything too Disney in my wedding. I wanted 
a wedding at Disney, not a Disney wedding. Right. And that was my theme. And then, you know, I, I just went for romantic, classic feel, kind of like play. How can, how can I take advantage of what Disney was offering me and make it seem more expensive than what actually was, even though Disney is very expensive? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was all in all. And, and you know that I tried to like squeeze that B.O. as much as I could. It still was a pretty penny. But yeah, my theme was just romantic. Again, I had a, a, a wedding at Disney, not a Disney wedding, even though at the end it was a Disney wedding. Now you, when you were planning, you had a lot of unusual ideas for entertainment. And I, I know. remember and initially you had a lot of floral and decor. Can you tell me how that all evolved? It evolved because of a personal situation. Originally we, and we had a pretty... I think it, it was a pretty big budget, and 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 we we went all out, and most of our asks on our planning session were things that we could afford and cover. The thing is that life throws you curveballs, and you have to like adjust. So what happened was, I was working as a contractor, a company here in Mountain View, and my contract got canceled. Um, even though we had the budget, we had to scale down just to have remnants of our budget on our on our cash accounts because we just had you know things that we didn't foresee so yes I had a very lavish floral proposal I had custom chairs and custom floral that was cut down and I also had an entrance we had asked for Lumiere and some of the dancers from the BR Gas show at Hollywood Studios to do the welcome to everyone with the Be Our Guest song as the servers were coming out with the food. For that, we would have had to drape the entire pavilion because of theming, because obviously Lumiere cannot be in America. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he's French, even though, you know. And then, you know, because of these unforeseen situations and obviously because the price of Lumiere alone was ridiculous. We cut that. Then our planner proposed the idea of having major domos sing Be Our Guest. But that was also outrageous because they were charging us almost $10,000 for just major domo. Um, so at the end of the day, who saved the day was Charles Miles because he played Be Our Guest on cue with the servers and everybody's mouths were still opened. Everybody loved it. And I didn't pay a cent. <laughs> So, <laughs> so yeah, I did not pay a cent. So if you want a Disney hint without anything invested, just ask your DJ to play the song. If you're a Beauty and the Beast fan, obviously, on cue as the the servers are coming out, and people will love it. But yeah, we we actually reduced the floral and entertainment down to, by a big big chunk. That's great. Now. When you do an evening ceremony with a reception at American Adventure Rotunda, they have your cocktail hour during illuminations at a nearby location. So did you then add any other events to your wedding weekend, like uh, another kind of dessert party later as a welcome party or a farewell party or anything? So originally we had planned for a welcome party and a farewell party. The thing is that 
our weekend was, I don't know why everybody decided to have a dentistry convention on all the monorail hotels. <laughs> and we were staying at the Grand Floridian. So, and most, and surprisingly, most of the people that came to our wedding stayed at the Grand Floridian. So, you know, and that is surprising because the Grand Floridian is not cheap. <laughs> so we wanted something within the grounds of the Floridian. So the vast majority of the people could come. So everything was booked and Disney actually recommended for us to call the Disney Springs restaurant. And we actually just... Bongo's was actually the best bed. They were willing to rent us the second floor terrace with music because they have live, live music and appetizers. And that would have come great with the theme of our union because we're both Latin. And for a, a farewell event, we had a farewell brunch on Narcoozies. But obviously, again, for the RFC reasons of life happens, we mm -hmm. had to cut those. But we did actually have a extra event, which was our rehearsal dinner. And as you know, we had that Sonoma room and we squeezed 40 people in the Sonoma room and actually nobody noticed. So mm. that is something that Disney doesn't really recommend because 40 people is actually pushing it. The room is not huge. But if you have an idea of how you want to sit people and and you can manage it, I would say go for it. California Grill became, after that rehearsal dinner, was my favorite meal of the entire weekend. Wow. Yeah, more so than the, I mean, the wedding food was fantastic, but California Grill was like beyond. Wow. And did yeah. you guys get to go out on the catwalk and watch the fireworks? Oh, yes. Yeah. So remember, Wishes was being taken away. So that was another plus. We actually got to see Wishes from the catwalk. And it's a catwalk, but it has that, I don't know if you've been there, but it has that end that like has like a balcony-ish feel. Um, and everybody was there. And again, people were like so in awe of Wishes because Wishes was a great show. And obviously had the additional input and additional incentive of, you know, it's been taken away. So it might be the last time you see this show before, you know, come back again. So you know, it, it was it was interesting. The whole California Girl experience and was great. My planner was with me the entire time, Saturday and Sunday, because my wedding was Sunday. And I honestly, it went flawless. I I can't say anything bad about Disney and my experience at both California Grill and my wedding. It was just, if any bride is actually thinking of doing any event at California Grill, do it with eyes closed. Don't worry about it. They'll take care of it. It was fantastic. And again, the food, it was actually my favorite meal of the whole weekend. And a lot of people have said it. So then can you give me a timeline of how the wedding day ran? We had rented a ballroom to get ready because I had 11 people getting ready with me. I hired Patricia Lejeune for Lejeune Artistry. Thank you for the recommendation. She was flawless. And I scheduled them at 11 a.m. They were there when I got there. And we had the St. Augustine A ballroom for ourselves. The ballroom has a minimum, I think, of $500 plus gratuity and tax. And it's just the food. I did the food for 12 people because I wanted an extra. I, I, I always plan for extra because I, I hate running out of food. But I did bill and consumption drinks. And the key is 
to have asked Disney not to bring bottles of water because what they do is they put, they don't bring pitchers. What they do is they put like one of those coolers. So it's like good water. It's like a huge bottle of water. You're just pouring it in a cup. So we did that. And I actually got money back from that. And we did Patricia Legina 11 from 11 to 4.30 to 5. But Disney Photography and Trinity, my vi- the videographers, came around 3. So getting ready pictures, getting ready video, and all that started at 3. We were done by 5 o'clock because I had a first look with my dad at 5.15. And I don't know if you've been on the boards, but... There's a picture that Stephanie posted. My dad wanted to crash the first look picture. And we shooed him away until 5.15. So at 5.30, we, we went to the first look with my now husband. And after that, from 5.45 to like 7, it was just pictures of the Grand Floridian with the wedding party with my family. We did a lot of pictures beforehand. And I actually added... I didn't have a park shoot. So what I did is I bought the um, regular package that Disney has. It's just, I think it's seven hours of photography and the album. And I added four extra hours. So I, at that moment, I thought to me that I'd rather have that than a park shoot, which I am not regretful of anything. And I, what we'll do is we'll do the park shoot for the anniversary. We took a lot of the pictures before because we really wanted to be part of Illuminations. So we wanted to take care of all the pictures with the extended family that was important to us, grandparents, uncles, aunts, all those people were before the ceremony. And when the ceremony ended, we only took pictures of ourselves as a married couple. And we took pictures with our parents and our, our siblings and, you know, if they were married, their husband or wife. And that was it. We left. And we made it, we were there before illuminations happened, like 10 minutes before. So I actually got to eat (laughs) and have a drink. I'm a big advocate of the first look just because of that. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you don't want to be part of illuminations or you just don't care, perfect. But I actually got to eat. I actually got to mingle a little bit with my guests during cocktail hour. And I think that was special. A lot of people liked it because a lot of people don't, don't get to see the bride and groom. And then we were whisked away. We actually got to see the rotunda before everybody walked in. And I, I honestly, that, I did not cry during the entire day. That was the moment I cried when I oh. saw the rotunda. Because my biggest worry was that since I had downsized so much because of what I was going through in my, in my professional life, that it was not going to be enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Seeing it and seeing that it looked amazing and royal and elegant and luxurious, it just gave me that peace of mind. It was just, it, it was just great, honestly. That's the moment I cried a little bit. And then, I, and, and then they put me in a room to bustle my dress and then everybody went on. And the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> so for your reception you had mickey and minnie and you had a dj was there anything else or did you feel like that was plenty to occupy people especially with a plated meal okay so plated meal started at 10 and the way that my planner did it was that she kind of intertwined in between the scheduled of the meal the toasts 
So we were doing double duty. While people were eating, we were giving toasts. And I was an advocate to have people in the dance floor. I wanted to find a way that people did not divert and just went into the dance floor. Mm -hmm. And that's why I didn't have a photo booth or anything. So what we did was we schemed with Charles Miles to get after the last, the main course before the cake cutting to have dancing and have people like pumped up. So he schemed to have everybody in the dance floor, Ali, Stephanie were in the top kind of taking a group picture. And that's when Mickey and Minnie come in. So if you see in the sneak peek, there's everybody's on the dance floor. And that's when everybody got pumped because everybody started dancing. I didn't want cake cutting pictures with Mickey and Minnie. I didn't want any of that. I want Mickey and Minnie to interact with people, to hype people up. Mickey and Minnie were my hype man. <laughs> um, and then when, when they were done, people kept dancing. We went outside for a little bit to get some pictures with them, just the two of us. And then we did cake cutting. And then outside of that, I was just dancing. So I, I had some um, glow sticks that kind of like flickered and all that stuff. And I had the um, the confetti cannons at the end. But but just Mickey and Minnie were that kind of like hype to get people in the dance floor. And people did not leave the dance floor. So I know that a lot of people like to get pictures with Mickey and Minnie cake cutting. But if you can, because you only have them for 30 minutes. So if you can utilize that time to to get people to kind of like be active and lively. Cause mind you, they came out like at 11. I had been up since 11 AM. So they came out 12 hours after. So yeah, I mean, my biggest recommendation is, is if you're only going to have Mickey and Minnie to better utilize those 30 minutes, just forget about the pictures. Your photographers will take pictures. Don't worry about it. If you want set pictures, just set 10 minutes to for pictures. They're, they know what they're doing. But better, better utilize Mickey and Minnie doing what they know best. That's a good point, yeah. Now, speaking of your menu, were there any menu items that you can recommend or maybe cake flavors that you would recommend? Oh, my God. So I know that a lot of people complain about the mousse, but I had mousse and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so for cake, we had a four-tier cake. And that's another thing. I had a, two tastings. And the original tasting, my mom and I went, the second tasting, which we had to pay for, um, Michael and I went. And Disney was amazing enough to, to allow us a second tasting. But this two times, we agreed that the combination that we wanted the most was lemon cake and strawberry basil mousse. And if you ask people, and I had a disc ride, Karen, at my wedding, she's like, I don't know what I'm eating, but this is amazing. I don't like lemon cake and this is great. Um, so, so that combination actually was great. And then I had almond cake with dark chocolate buttercream as the other two. But in specific, I mean, I had so much food. Menu items per se. People raved about the cheeseburger spring rolls that I had at the cocktail hour. Mm -hmm. And I had in my cocktail hour something that was not I, – I hadn't seen them in the menu. I had – Demi glaze pork shanks, mini pork shanks, and people love them. <laughs> the way I found out that those things existed was on my tasting with our chef. Our chef recommended them, but they're not in the menu. So if you're a big pork shank fan, those things were falling off the mountain. They were so good. Um, <laughs> and in terms of the food, I mixed and matched from the buffet menu 
and the the regular plate at meal menu. So I had a regular plate at meal appetizer that's on the menu. And then I mix a salad that's on the buffet. I had the smoked raspberry salad, whatever. And I didn't do like a filet or anything. We wanted something different. So we went with the short ribs and those were hit. One of the things that I wanted to say is I had a lot of vegetarians in my party and Disney allowed to convert one of the vegetarian entrees into a smaller portion to make it an appetizer size. So I had a raviolo that they actually do as a ravioli um, main entree. And I they, they reduced it and they they tweaked it to make it an appetizer. So, so if you have food restrictions, that's a good thing. Always ask because Disney can do anything, honestly. Right. So then when you were planning, what were the most important aspects where you focused your attention and budget? Or maybe the least important aspects where you saved money and time? Originally, we had a budget that anything was, we wanted, added, it's fine, it's covered. Later, when we were actually thinking this through, I decided that I wanted more entertainment, food and beverage rather than flowers, that I could utilize different items to make the room feel more higher end than the actual cost. So for example, I had those specialty Roman tables. Well, the Roman tables are really expensive and they have a delivery fee that's really expensive on top of that plus tax. So what I did was I conjoined two square tables. I put the white linens on top of them and I put an overlay. Another thing that at the end I realized I didn't need and I took out at the last minute were chargers. Plate chargers people don't care about. So I had the white plate and then the exchange was I paid like... I don't know, a doll. I don't know how much I paid for a basic pink napkin. We used, you know, the accent of color to exchange for the chargers and the actual price exchange between one and the other was a lot of money. And honestly, my money went into beverage, food, and entertainment. That's what people remember. And obviously don't skimp on photography and video because those are your memories, right? But aside from that, The process taught me that flowers die, that invitations get thrown in the the garbage, and that what lasts and people love is that you're at Disney, that the entertainment, you know, nobody has Mickey and Minnie, you know, I'm telling you, they're the best hype man. Things like that. Just, Just the chargers, people don't think about those. I had a runner, and I took that out because really it didn't. It didn't serve any purpose. I was not going to pay that much money for a runner when I was just going to walk through it. So, And I had nothing to do with that runner afterwards. So, I mean, in my case, I was more practical. I was more into the experience rather than decoration, even though we had enough decoration to make it feel that it was like super luxurious. So did you do a mix of centerpieces like high and low or large and small? Or how did you keep it economical? Since if we had the Romans, I didn't have a lot of tables because the Romans itself seated 12 people each. So I had two Romans on each side and then four round tables on each side. So overall, I had 10 tables. I had the tall candelabras with flowers on the two centers of the Romans. And then I had like pillars with little flowers. I accentuated the Romans with overlays and candles. I had a lot of candles. And then... The round ones, originally, every round one had, (laughs) this is a little over the top, but it had nine 
flower arrangements. <laughs> so I reduced that to four, which is still a lot, but money-wise, it was a lot more economical. So I reduced that, and then I did four with flower arrangements, and then I did four with um, the smaller candelabra and little, they call the fishbowl vase, which is tiny. And then each, I had like three fishbowl, little tiny arrangements on those tables and a lot of candles. So essentially what I did was flowers are more expensive than candles at Disney. So I exchanged them and I filled the gaps with candles. Honestly, like I know that it sounds like a lot of flowers and a lot, like it sounds like a big expenditure, but if you see my original budget and if you see what we ended up with, you'll see that we cut a lot and it still looked amazing. So yeah, we did, we did a lot of symmetry and that's what I wanted. That's, that was the word of the day for the wedding symmetry. How can we find symmetry with economy? And, and that's how we did it. We did the high candelabras on the Romans with the flowers and like, kind of like smaller flowers all throughout. So it didn't look empty. And then we mixed and matched the round ones. But another thing is that Disney doesn't tell you that they provide those white linens. Those white linens are fine as long as you put a really nice overlay on top. And the overlays are cheaper than the linens itself. The, the overlays actually mate the table. So that's another way how we saved. We didn't put chargers because the plate only comes with it. And in actually the Grand Floridian, the plates that come with the table are really nice. And I wanted those plates, but it's only for the Grand Floridian. So we only had the, the white plates. But just think about no linens, just an overlay, the white plates, and accentuate with a napkin. You know, it, it was cheap. And Disney prints the menu. So you don't have to print the menu or provide a menu. Just let them print the menu and it's fine. Another thing that gets tossed. A lot of people were asking me, like, oh, you're going to do, like, printed um, laser cut menus? I'm like, no. <laughs> that you know that 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 gets tossed. And at the end of the day, people just don't. I didn't want people on the tables. That was my motto. I don't. I don't. I just want use them to use them as like, oh my god, a first impression to eat. But after that, I want them on the dance floor. I have so much in the dance floor with Mickey and Minnie and my glow, like the light things and the the confetti pop and all that. And we have the best DJ. So at the end of the day, you know. People needed to be the dance floor. Right. So then out of all of this, what was your favorite memory of your wedding day? Oh, that is tough. Walking into the wedding pavilion with my dad and seeing Michael at the altar. I think that's, uh, wedding pavilion is beautiful, but the setting was beautiful. The, it was sunset at the moment I walked in. So you could still see the gl like a glimpse of the castle in the back. I think that was the best memory in terms of like, oh my God, I'm getting married. Actually, there's a, a little snippet of me walking, getting out of the vintage car with my dad, walking into the pavilion. And we were having a conversation about like, you know, I can't believe I've, my dad was telling me like, oh, I dreamt that I've done this many, many years. And, you know, it's a deja vu and I'm actually here and you're getting married. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and he was talking about the setting. So yeah, that... You know, that whole sentimental moment, I think that was priceless. And obviously the father-daughter dance, because my dad's so sappy. <laughs> He's a crier. 
Aww. But yeah, I think the walking into the pavilion, seeing Michael there with my dad in hand. My dad, if you see the live stream, my dad got really, really nervous. He forgot. Reverend Knox asked him, so who brings the wife? And he says, Michael. I'm like, no, Michael doesn't bring me. Michael's marrying me. You do. <laughs> so, you know, those are funny things that happen when. Yeah, that, that's my favorite part. The party was awesome, but that's just my favorite part of the whole thing. Oh, it sounds like nothing went wrong. Was there anything that just didn't turn out like you expected? Everything turned out more than what I expected, honestly. There was a little glitch. It's funny because nobody noticed. The only person that noticed was the Disney bride that was there that actually told my planner, this is not supposed to go like this. But it was something super, super minor that like it doesn't even, you know, matter bringing it up because my planner should not be punished for it. It's just really, really tiny. It's just that she noticed because she had gone through it and she knew what was supposed to be. But aside from that little minor detail, everything was perfect. Like Disney was flawless. The execution of everything was perfect. I cannot recommend Disney as a wedding venue or a wedding consultation, like a wedding business more than, than I, than I do. Like every person I show the pictures, people are just with their mouth open, jaws on the floor. Hmm. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like it was going to be a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? The damn chargers. Um, <laughs> I thought people were going to like hate the tables. We didn't have any chargers. Nobody noticed. <laughs> and another thing was the cake. Oh, my God. So the decoration with the cake, I went back and forth. like Because I had a cake that is at Frank's. I don't know if you've seen that decor. The actual cake that I had, the decoration is at Frank's, the mock-up of the cake. And I was unsure that the brooches were going to be like pretty because... And that might look a little snowflakey. So I went back and forth. And that was the one thing that changed the most throughout the process. To the point where the day of, actually the day before, my planner come up to me and say, okay, let's go through the decor of the cake again because they're decorating it right now. Wow. And that was the day before at like 7 p.m. But aside from that, yeah, again, I learned through the process that invitations get tossed in the, in the trash. Nobody cares about the chargers. Just provide entertainment that the cake is good, the food is good, and the people are drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? No. I think that if I didn't have passporters, if I didn't have the disbrides, I would have probably been very, very lost and Disney would have run me over. <laughs> um, but thank God I had the book. Thank God I had the podcasts. Oh, I didn't tell you I did bill and consumption for the cocktail hour bar and that we got back a huge chunk of money. I learned through bill and consumption through a podcast. Oh, great. Yeah. And we did bill and consumption through the cocktail hour and we did bill and consumption Mickey bars at midnight. Like Cinderella turns into a pumpkin. I hand out <laughs> Mickey bars. <laughs> so yeah you know I wouldn't have known any of that if it wasn't for the podcast so no I mean I, I I got everything I wanted I did everything I wanted because I had the correct information that's great yeah any other tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms don't stress over the small stuff invest your money in the places where you're gonna have a lasting memory on videography 
photography, food, drinks, entertainment. The rest Disney will handle. Venue, Disney's the perfect venue. But entertainment's really important because that's what people remember. Nobody cares about the flowers. Nobody cares about the chargers. People toss the invitations. That's something my mom repeated multiple times within the year that we were planning. And I did not believe it until the day of the wedding. And now I'm a preacher for it. I was telling another Disney bride the other day that was like going crazy about her invitations. And I told her they're going to go in the trash. Don't spend $30 on each invitation. Are you crazy? <laughs> I mean, they were beautiful invitations and she's going to have a great wedding. But but that's what I mean. You know, it, it, it is about putting money where the, the memories are going to last. Okay. Well, Giselle, this is all so helpful. I really appreciate your taking the time to share the story, and thanks for being on the show. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story, and, and I am for a believer of the podcast. Keep doing the work that you're doing. It's awesome. <laughs> thanks. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>